Hello, friends, and welcome to the Church Can Happen Anywhere podcast. I'm Pastor Chris, the lead pastor at Peace Tree. Now, this past Sunday, we were blessed to hear a witness from our lay leader, Lee Ann Leatherwood, which we'll hear in just a moment. But before we do, I'd like to invite you to join us in person this upcoming Sunday, February the 27th, for a very special worship service. We'll be joined in Collierville by our Bishop, Bill Bacalilli, and our District Superintendent, Dr. Artura Eason-Williams, who will be with us to officially consecrate our church building. It's the culmination of years of planning, designing, fundraising, and renovating as we have prepared our building and sanctuary for more community events, gatherings, new programs, and new partnerships with nonprofit organizations. We are located at 9315 East Shelby Drive in Collierville. The doors will open at 930 for coffee and donuts, as well as free play in the gym for our kids, tweens, and teens. The celebration will get started at 10 o'clock, and if you can't make it in person, we will be streaming live over our Facebook page. Just search for Peace Tree UMC. Now, let's hear a clip from our worship service held on February the 20th. You'll hear a quick introduction from me, and then Leanne will take us home, and I'll be back to say goodbye to you afterwards. Well, friends, for the past two weeks, we've been telling the story of Peachtree, of an idea for a new type of church that then led to house groups and then led to Sunday worship in a movie theater. Uh, and then we, last week, we, just, we shared the story of, of Peachtree as a church that has partnered with nonprofits and found ways to do kingdom work out in the community uh, in creative ways and, which is, you know, and not recreating the wheel. But part of our story involves November 2018, when our story intersected with another congregation's story. And that congregation was Crossroads United Methodist Church. Uh, a meeting of our church leaders led to prayer and conversation, and eventually the intent to pursue a church merger. Leanne Leatherwood was the lay leader of Crossroads at the time, and she served on the merger committee that met uh, in the winter and spring of 2019, helping us to find common ground and keeping our shared mission of disciple-making as our focus. On June 1st, 2019, our two congregations came together to form the peace tree that we see today. Leanne was appointed to our church's leadership team in 2020. She served as the vice chair of the leadership team in 2021 and is now our church's lay leader and the chair of the leadership team for 2022. I'm so thankful that she is here this morning to witness to the faith of the Crossroads congregation to tell their story and how it intersects with our story to remind us how every generation's story is made possible by the previous generation. So will you help me welcome to the stage our lay leader and the chairperson of the Peace Tree Leadership Team, Miss Leanne Leatherwood. Thank you again for uh, having me today. It's uh, Howard had our devotional at our last leadership meeting and he talked about 
You know how you can read scripture over and over and over again and understand it, know it, love it, but then one day it just hits you totally different and you see a different perspective and a different meaning and it means uh, something more in your life. That's kind of what this song just happened, you know, this, the creed that we have lived by as United Methodists for so many years. Um, it's uh, a part of a rich history, which is kind of what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, a couple of weeks ago, whenever Chris asked me to speak about how this building came to be, um, since then my thoughts have just been flooded with so much history and memories and emotions. Um, remembering all the saints that have gone before us. Uh, who've walked beside us on our journey, uh, who've held our hands, who have helped us to get to where we are today, uh, this morning, uh, whether they now reside in heaven or have moved out of state or have simply chosen another church family. Their absence weighs really heavy on me today. My hope is that maybe in the next year or so we can celebrate our history with a different intent. But for, day, uh, for today, we'll focus more on the physicality of how this house came to be. Psalm 127.1 says this, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. The word of God is for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A peace tree is not the only church plant included in the history of this place. In my lifetime, there have been three. In the 1950s, a small group of believers began meeting in the Knight Road Elementary School in Parkway Village under the leadership of Dr. Jerry Carr. Keep in mind that that area of Memphis at that time was not very developed. Um, but they were diligent in their vision and their dream to build a new church on the corner of Knight Road and Knight Arnold, and they were chartered as St. James United Methodist Church. Over the next three to four decades, this small church flourished, as did the surrounding area. The congregation continued to grow dramatically, as did their mission programs, community outreach, building facilities, and so much more. St. James was the quintessential neighborhood church, and this was the church that I was born into. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. In 1991, the Metro Missionary Society concluded a long study and had identified five goals, one of which was the formation of a new United Methodist congregation in Southeast Shelby County. At the same time, St. James worried about declining membership and had spent months re reaching out intentionally in their community. They offered alternative forms and times of worship. They tried various ministries. They saturated the neighborhood with visitation and invitation, all with very limited results. 
That's when the St. James congregation agreed to close its doors and become one of three churches to join together as the core congregation for the new church in Southeast Shelby County. Part of being a good neighbor or neighborhood church is to know when to move out of the way Parkway Village neighborhood had evolved in a way that no longer needed what St. James had to offer. During the planning stages of the new church plant in Southeast Shelby County, the two other churches withdrew their commitments, leaving St. James congregation with an uncertain future. But we had faith that God would use us in a big way and began praying fervently to know his plan. You can't build a house until you know what you need. So we began researching the area and dreaming of a house built to serve God in a new place with a new name, Crossroads. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. Crossroads United Methodist Church was chartered on October 8, 1995, with 226 adults and 26 children, under the leadership of Reverend John Holt. Since we had no physical home, we met in a small warehouse just across the state line in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Within six months, membership was approaching 300, and new families continued to join the church. Once again, we experienced the joy of being a vital congregation. On April 14, 1996, we broke ground on this very property, and phase one of construction began with the large building that includes the gym and classrooms. The Department of Corrections had a program that allowed the incarcerated who qualified to, for parole to go on work details for nonprofit organizations, so we applied for help. And the prison responded with, tens, with teams of six to 10 men or women who worked on the building seven hours a day, five days a week for nine months. This program allowed the incarcerated to learn construction skills that would help them upon their release. While the church was under construction, Madison Heights United Methodist Church in Midtown Memphis was scheduled for demolition. Its beautiful stained glass windows were to be donated to Crossroads for the glory of God in a new church. But on April 14th in 1997, a fire destroyed that church. In the middle of the night, our pastor, Brother John, and our building committee chair, Collins Keenum, received calls and rushed to the site. Four of the beautiful windows were saved and buckets full of stained glass were salvaged. The four original window windows are featured on each side of the chapel, and the scraps of broken windows were used to create the round window depicting that roads, all roads lead to the cross. And two additional windows were created with a combination of salvaged glass and new glass art. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. Phase one was completed in less than two years, and our first worship service was held in the gym on March 15, 1998. The chapel where we are now was completed the following year, and for the next 15 years, 
Crossroads continued to grow in membership, community outreach, and local to international mission opportunities. But like many other churches through the years, Crossroads began to face declining membership and all of the issues that brings. We spent a few years reaching out with new ministry opportunities and invitations to partner with other organizations to use our facilities. Nothing seemed to take root. But instead of sitting idly by and waiting for the conference to close our doors, we wanted to make sure that United Methodist Ministries stayed alive on this property. We invited Peace Tree into a conversation about a partnership in ministry, and the rest is history. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. You may be wondering why I've repeated this scripture so many times. I've talked a lot about the history of this building, of this structure, this house, um, but the scripture is about something more than the house. It's about the household. It doesn't matter if we have a steeple, stained glass windows, or even pews. Jesus didn't have any of that. It's about something far more important, the kingdom of God. Paul talks a lot about that in his letter to the Romans, being one body with many members, each of us having a different gift or function, not passing judgment on each other, letting our love be genuine, showing honor, contributing to the needs of others, building each other up. Paul's list goes on and on. There may be no more brick and mortar added to this structure, but we are continuing to build. We are building God's kingdom. It doesn't matter where the house is located or what it looks like. Church can happen anywhere, right? What's most important is in whom it is grounded. So no matter when you became part of history, of the history of this household, 70 years ago, or last week, or even today, remember the courage of those who have shared their visions, the love of those who have made a difference along the way, and the commitment of those who have said yes to further the kingdom of God. Amen. Thanks for listening, friends, and my thanks again to Leanne for sharing a bit of our church's story and how we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. This is only episode three of our new podcast, and we are still figuring some things out. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love your feedback, the type of podcasts you'd like to hear in the future in addition to these Sunday recaps. So please message us over social or through our website, peacetree.church, or by email at office at peacetree.church. We will be back with a new episode this Friday morning, so be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, sign up for our newsletter from our website, peacetree.church. Follow us on social by searching for Peace Tree UMC. Have a great week, friends. God bless you.